Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. This is Tara. Woo, woo. <laughs> so I met our, I think I met, I met our youngest fan. Who? <gasps> last weekend. Our, my niece, Sydney, who just turned nine, eight, nine, Casey, don't kill me, eight or nine. And she said, I walked in, I, we saw, we went to their house last weekend and we walked in and she said to me, when's there going to be another Tara and Jill? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. I love her. <laughs> so Sydney, this is your shout out. Thanks, <laughs> we love you. Thanks. Happy birthday. <laughs> You're going to be our youngest guest. So stay tuned. Definitely. And she can, she can hold her own on a podcast for sure. Um, okay. So I had a situation the other day that, um, I wanted to cover in our, in our podcasted therapy session here. Um, so I was on a call, like a zoom call with, um, a bunch of people I didn't know. And it was, none of us knew each other. And it was kind of like a networking-y thing. And which, of course, you know, I love. Um, and so the task was to um, to share a little bit about who you are and what you do and where you're from and all that stuff. And then to share one thing that people wouldn't know about you by looking at your LinkedIn. So... You know, I'm like, eh, like, what am I going to share? I have three kids. Um, I got a new puppy. Like, boring, right? So I decided just to just show how, like, weird I am. And so I said, um, I said, I do Sudoku and knitting, and I love licorice all sorts. And I felt like a total, like, weirdo on the call, but... It was so funny because like someone else on the call was like, oh my God, I love black licorice too. I never thought anyone else would say that. And someone else was like, oh my God, I knit. It was really cool. And I think it's like, I don't know, it just highlighted to me. I think so often like you're so like nervous about appearing a certain way or showing a side of your personality that maybe doesn't quite, is not quite on brand, right? Like doesn't quite like fit with your like corporate personality, but oftentimes that's like how you build trust, I think, with people and how you build rapport is by showing like you're, you've got interest outside of what you do every day, even if it's like doing Sudoku. Like it's not like that's like a lifelong passion, but it's like something I spend time on and I think it's fun and maybe there are other people who like to do it. What do you think? So for that, I take away is you, people like the authenticity of realness. So, mm-hmm. which I think... Uh, so much on social media and like a LinkedIn even more because you're really just looking at a professional profile, right? So that's even more, uh, there's not a lot of personality really ever coming through, right? So I think that's great that you did that. I think people should do more of that because especially when appropriate, obviously, and to not go too overboard (laughs) because people could, but I think it's so nice to see a real connection or what you really are like behind all of those professional, you know, even when you look at somebody's website, it's really hard to tell who they are. Like really. Yeah. Yeah. And then I used that when I was facilitating like a group session yesterday 
of people who didn't know each other, I asked them to do the same thing. And I learned one of the women was featured in a Dove like campaign for women, you know, the Dove campaigns that they do. And she was featured in South Africa in this yeah. like TV commercial. Um, so it's kind of cool. I don't know. And I think that's what you're going to remember about the person probably more so than they work at this company or what they do or whatever. I was talking to this woman the other day, uh, like a week ago, a mom, and she was she um, reads, actually interviews applicants for um, very, like, really great school, and um, they had changed the way that she interviews people because before it would be like you get on the phone and you start to have a real conversation. Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and that leads into something else. So there's a little rapport there. But they were saying that that's a bias because – if you were to say, I'm from LA, and then I'm like, oh, I was from LA too, that immediately has some kind of connection. So mm-hmm. that no longer takes place. She said they immediately just go into the interview process. And I said, well, what's that like? And she's like, to be honest, it's not fun for me. Because it's so, um, you know, black and white now. And it's like, you when you make a connection with somebody, you really get to know who they are. And so that's taken away. Yeah. And I guess because she's probably in like an evaluative position, that makes sense. But like, like I was on another session, I've been doing a lot of these where I meet people I don't know, um, for different reasons, but I was on another one. And before we got into the groups, the like facilitator talked about like sources of bias. And that, that, that was one example was like, just recognize that if somebody is common, has common things in common with you, that you, you know, you might benefit from a different mindset or something, you know, like you're going to have a similar mindset. I'm kind of like, well, so what? Like, isn't that okay? I don't know. I guess it's not okay. (laughs) It's not okay. But in so many ways, like you're saying, it just, it makes people want to have a connection with people. Like when you're build, like when you're with a group or you're doing some group thing, you probably want them to kind of just come together in some way by either just knowing something about each other. Right. And that breaks the walls down for people. Right. Exactly. I yeah. think um I think that it's really important to do that for sure. I was also on a call recently where the facilitator said, you know, please use inclusive language. Right? And then she said, so I'll be manning the chat. I'm like, okay, so using inclusive language, but you're going to be manning the chat. And then I was like, well, maybe manning is short for managing. I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, First of all, like what is inclusive? I get, I get like conceptually what inclusive language is, but like, how am I, I guess I can't say like, Hey, you guys, which I do say a lot. I need to not say that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, I say, Hey, you guys too, a lot now that you say that, but I never, ever think about it. I always think about it and I, I, I try to stop it, but it's very hard. It's like, um, for me, it's like built in there. It's as it's when people use like a lot that drives me Mm -hmm. as which my family would laugh right now if they heard that because when I was right out of California, I think I said like every other word. I remember giving a speech at Ithaca College and the professor stopped me and said, I I, I can't even hear what you're saying. You are saying like every other word. Why are you doing that? And I said, because I'm from LA. (laughs) That. You know what? It's so interesting when somebody brings that up, brings up not that specifically, but like something about the way that you deliver a talk or or the way you speak, 
then I can't stop focusing on it. And I feel like I get roll, I get like sidetracked. But it happened to me maybe a couple of years ago. My boss at the times told me what, I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like sort of, yeah, I say sort of a lot. Um, and I do, I don't know if I still do, but then I was so conscious of it and I was just getting all like Flushed. turned around and yeah. Cause I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Because what it tends to happen is we use filler words, especially mm-hmm. so when, and you don't need to have those filler words, but I think when it becomes part of like, it, it just becomes part of your vocabulary or the way you speak. But it is like, I correct my kids all the time because they say like a lot and it drives me nuts. But when it's called to your attention, you got to fix it. Mm-hmm. Out here. Yep. Excellent. All right. Well, definitely highlight your weirdness. Um, <laughs> whenever you're, whenever you're in a situation where you're not sure what to do. I also was in another thing last night where I did this. We were standing in a group. I didn't know anyone. And again, it's like, yeah, this is actually really hard for me when I go to like these events where I, it's like a cocktail party and it's really loud and I cannot hear the other person. I can see their lips moving and somehow I think they're able to hear me or they're just like really good actors but like, I cannot hear what they say. So, you know, I'll find myself be like, yeah, mm-hmm. And I nod and they're like waiting for an answer, but <laughs> I have no idea what they just asked. <laughs> um, I, that, I play it off too. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. And then if they, the yes or whatever is not the answer they're looking for, they'll repeat themselves. I'm like, oh my God. But <laughs> on a previous, I went, you know, I, well, we talked about a different episode is I went to a second wedding and actually an ex-boyfriend of mine from, college was there who broke up with, he broke up with me on a fax machine which is no. the funniest part of the whole story I should have told that on the other one but I forgot oh to anyways because I was on semester at sea and the only way to break up with me was on a fax machine so do I love to tell that story yes and I'm not upset about it at all like whatever but when he talks you can't hear him because you know how some people talk in and they don't talk yes. out and yes. I'm like wow that wouldn't this is all I'm thinking that would have drove me freaking crazy if we were dating. Like, well, how did I even put up with that? I'm like, you're so yeah. weak. Get, use your voice. That's what I wanted to say to him. Use your voice. Wait, was he always like this? Or is this just like a new thing, you think? Or was he just like intimidated by you, maybe? I don't know. But it was, I, I, there's no way I would have put up with that. It would have drove me crazy. Like, I kept having it. Plus, it's like, you know, you're at a wedding. So everybody's loud, like you're saying. And I'm like, what? Yeah. But then the next day, of course, we're on the ferry with him. But he talks in. And I'm like, what? <laughs> the, all I'm thinking is there's no way that you were like that when I gave you. Okay. I know we're almost out of time, but you need to tell me how did you end up at the same wedding? It's, this sounds like someone you knew a long time ago, like pre your life. Oh, I already knew that my friend who was getting married, We like I've seen him maybe seven years ago because of her. Somehow okay. his wife is related to my friends. So it wasn't a surprise he was going to be there. And by the way, I love his wife. And his wife was saying, I am team Tara. Because who breaks up with somebody over fax machine? I say you're right. <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. I know. Well, we have really gone around and around today, but it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> All right. All right. Have- if you have any question about what to say in a in a networking session, <laughs> let us know. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of Shorts. Bermuda Shorts. Jean Shorts. Short Shorts. Boy Shorts. Tennis Shorts. Cargo shorts, beaded shorts, running shorts, board shorts. <laughs>